Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Well, you're back here with us for another edition of Retirement Elevated Podcast with Sean Lee, Managing Partner at Elevated Retirement Group. I'm Mark, and I'm the co-host as we talk about investments, finance, retirement, all that good stuff. If you got questions or concerns with, uh, you need to talk with Sean and the team, reach out to him at 855-50-RETIRE. We always say before you take any action, if you hear something on the show that piques your interest, make sure you reach out and talk to a qualified professional like Sean and the team. At Elevated Retirement Group. So give them a jingle at 855-50-RETIRE. You can also check us out online at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. That's retirementelevatedpodcast.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the show, hear past episodes, future episodes, all that good kind of stuff. Sean, buddy, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I am hanging in there. How's everything going? Uh, smoothly right now? Everybody doing okay in the family? Oh, yeah. I mean, we just finished up baseball. For oh, the boy. okay. All done now. All right. Oh yeah. Well, we're done with one season. Oh. We decided to we 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 decided that we wanted to test our boys a little bit. They're all in first grade playing machine pitch, so we put them in a league mm. against third grade kids. Oh, okay. Let's just, let's just see how they do. And so it, it was it was an interesting first game to say the least. <laughs> um, I think we went in expecting more, a little bit higher level of competition, and right. our our boys ended up winning like 18 to three or something. So. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a Whomping good on the third graders, huh? Yeah. It's a good little group of boys. Man. Oh man. Remember when you were younger junkies. and you got, and you took down the bigger kids in school at something like, you know, if you were on a baseball team or basketball team and, and somehow, you know, they out, outplayed, you know, one of the bigger kids, that was always cool. <laughs> oh man. It's, they were so excited and, I bet. you know, it, we've got a bunch of little baseball junkies on our, on our team. So it's fun to watch them, watch them grow. And, That's awesome. And we'll weave some of that into the show today. Cause yeah. I think that there's, all right, yeah, let's do it. Fun to go with it. Well, actually I got a fun topic in an interesting way to get into it. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's talk about being stuck on financial decisions. And I don't know if you like to go fishing or not, but did you ever go fishing <laughs> with your, with your dad or granddad or family members or anything? Oh yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it now with our kids. Oh, okay, perfect. Perfect. So you've heard the term "fish or cut bait," then, and basically that means you know you gotta you know you gotta make a decision, right? You gotta either choose to mm-hmm. fish, or you gotta let that bait go. We might also call it you know poop or get off the pot type of thing, right? So sometimes right. you got to make a decision and move <laughs> forward, or at least move in some direction. So I got a couple of things here I want to talk to you about. You tell us how maybe we can think about these things, and hopefully, if we are stuck, maybe get unstuck. So for people who do find themselves in this situation, a lot of times they'll say, man, there are so many financial decisions to make. You know, I'm just, there's just too many. I don't know where to even begin. Like, where do I even take the first step forward? Right. They freeze. Right. You know, so, and I, like we were talking about our our little guys playing baseball and I mean, they're out in the field and this is the first year that I don't, we don't go out in the field with them. Okay. Play your positions, do your thing. We'll yell at them, hey, this is where you need to be. What base are you going to? Whatever it may be. Right. And without fail, ball gets hit to somebody. They field it and they they look to second. They look to third. They look, where do I go with it? And they're in their mind. They're trying to process all of this stuff that's going on. And I kind of look at that and just say, hey, you know, simplify things. Don't make too many decisions at once. Right. The first thing that you need to do is get the ball. So figure out what where you go from there. At the end of the day, throw it one base. First base is always a safe place to throw it. But when we start to look at financial decisions, 
where we get into trouble is where we start to, oh my gosh, it's piling up on top of me. I've got to create my income plan and my investment strategy, my tax strategy, healthcare. What about estate planning? All these different right, things that right. we could talk about. Just bite them off one or two things at a time. You know, the planning process could take a couple of months and just go through a process where you say, okay, I need to create my income plan. Okay, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to create my investment strategy to match up with my income plan. And then I'm going to weave a tax plan on top of that. And then down the road, I'm going to come back and I'm going to worry about the protection pieces, the healthcare, the estate planning, and so on. But don't make all of your financial decisions at one time. Just bite them off. You know, you don't eat an elephant in one bite. And, and so just... <laughs> you definitely just can tell you got kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just make one decision and move forward because as you start to check things off your list, then clarity of the plan and comfort starts to come in where we get overwhelmed Yeah, is we have to do too much at one time. Okay. So I like that. So if you're thinking about it in terms of uh, baseball analogy, well, maybe you can go with that a little bit since that's what you've been doing. Just field the ball first. So when you're thinking about your financial decisions, just field the ball first, very first thing, and then you can move on. Now, some people might say, okay, fielding that ball, maybe that's research. Maybe that's taking a look and, uh, you know, you mentioned Social Security or or pension or whatever the case is, or life insurance. So maybe it's doing some research. Well, other folks might come back and say, man, as soon as I type in the word life insurance, I'm just inundated with too much information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my mom went through this. I'm going to research out retirement. Well, everybody's an expert in retirement. And so when we start to look at research, research is a great thing. But you have to have clean, unbiased research when you go down this road. First step, start the process doing something. Do you go to a, like we have five-hour classes that we teach on planning. Do we go to a class like that and, and start the process and get a clear understanding of what do we look for? And then the research should be more on the advisor themselves not necessarily on the vehicles because you can the vehicles are what they are the investment accounts the insurance products whatever they may be they're just the tools let you know a little secret most people have all the same tools but find the right advisor okay absolutely yeah so sometimes don't let the research overwhelm you i think Obviously, Google, it can be your friend and your enemy. You know, do a little bit just to kind of arm yourself with some potential questions that you'd like to ask when you sit down with an advisor, and that'll kind of help you not feel quite so overwhelmed and you Mm -hmm. won't get that paralysis by analysis thing going on. All right, now, Sean, what if you just have a general confusion when it comes to, you know, money and math, for example? Just take it slow. It doesn't have to be a quick, like I said, a quick process. Uh, it kind of ties back into the making decisions. If you don't understand something, make sure that you get the answers to understand it. And that I know that all ties together, but uh, Sean, I'm confused about this, or I'm confused about how this works. Well, if those are, are confusing topics, or if you've got a question about something, take the time to get those questions answered. Because I promise if you don't, down the road, those questions are going to continue and they're going to come up again, and they're going to cause angst. They're going to cause anxiety until they get answered. So find somebody or, or go through a process or whatever it may be that you can take at your own pace to get your questions answered. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't just stick your head in the sand and say, well, math confuses me. 
And I get it. Math was not my strong suit either. And how in the world my daughter's going to be a nuclear engineer blows my mind. But either way, she got that from her mom, I guess. But yeah. for, for me, you know, math is just, it's a tougher. So, you know, go into it. Like Sean said, when you're having these issues, say, look, can you break this down for me? Kind of figure out a way to, to lower it down to an area where it makes sense. And don't let that necessarily make you feel frustrated or like you're not, you know, able to keep up because everybody has strengths and weaknesses when it comes to different things. Now, exactly. this is a weird one, Sean, but if we're talking about, you know, getting stuck on decisions, do you deal with people sometimes who know they need to work with an advisor? They come in to see you, but they don't really like to talk about money. How do you get them to, you know, let loose and share with you? Money's a, it's, it's, it's been a, a taboo thing. topic. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, oh, you don't talk about money with your, with your friends or your family, which or, yeah, exactly. in a lot of Some cases, even with their spouse, <laughs> you don't. Yeah. I mean, my wife, my wife's a great example. She understands our plan. She doesn't want to talk about our plan. Right. Um, I got you. She's got a working knowledge, but... Yeah. Okay. And, and when you look at, I don't want to talk about money, I guess my I, I have more of a cold-hearted response. Okay. Sorry. I can't help you then. Right. Right. You know, we've got to talk about the mathematics behind it. You know, what's what does that math problem look like? What have you accumulated? What have you saved? What have you... But then more uh, more importantly, what's the goals, values, beliefs, and desires on the back end? Because it takes a good conversation about all of those things and intertwining them to build a plan. And if somebody doesn't want to talk about money with a professional like ourselves who is, we maintain complete privacy, they're not going to talk about money with anybody. And unfortunately, in those situations, a plan's not going to be built that could be the best for them. It's just going to kind of go as as they go. You know, if I don't talk about it, it's not going to, it's not real. Right. Well, you know, and again, sometimes you have to be honest and be able to say, you know, when somebody comes in, sometimes there's just philosophies, right? So you want to try to help the community. That's what you guys do. But there's going to be times when it's just not the right fit for people. And if that's the case where a situation where you're just uncomfortable really finally opening up about your finances and the actual money, then it is going to be hard for an advisor to help you, you know, kind of get where you need to be. So I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, hey, you know, it's not cold hearted. It's just the facts of I can either help you if you let me or not, you know, and that's the person's got to make that decision. Well, and with our firm, I mean, we're to a point to where we can, we don't work with everybody right now. And, and I had a great... And you can't be all things to all people either, right? No, you, you can't. And I had a great conversation with a couple on Friday afternoon. They'd come in, they were referred to us, and we were, we were talking about what was important about money to them and what they look for in an advisor, what their expectations are. Right. And as we were wrapping up, I, I just said, hey, you know, do you guys have any questions for me? And it was, it was awesome because she asked me, you know, Sean what do you look for in a client that you represent? And I think that's a big deal because they're not only thinking, you know, how can this gentleman help us, but right. are we a good fit? And for us, I mean, it's, yeah, there's the mathematical component. Can we make an impact and, and make sure that their plan works? But more importantly for us, we want to work with people who who give back in some form or fashion, whether it's financially or through volunteer work. But the money that they've accumulated and the money that they have is really a tool to accomplish what they want to in their life. Money doesn't drive them. Gotcha. It's, right. Money's there for us to make an impact. Right. It's a tool. You know, it's a tool, exactly. it's a vehicle. So, all right, well, we're going to do one more here on the podcast and then we're going to wrap up for this week. If you find yourself stuck on financial decisions, maybe it's because of a traumatic life event. Now, this is certainly understandable and there's a lot of things that can trigger someone freezing up when it comes to making a financial decision 
based on the fact that they just went through a traumatic life event. So here's the deal. Depending on the traumatic event, I mean, we're, we go through a divorce, death, disability all the time. Sure. But a lot of this becomes much easier if you've taken the steps in advance to build a, a plan. Absolutely, uh, right. And so when we look at, hey, okay, we, we've gone through the process, we've built a clearly defined income plan, we've got the proper allocation to follow that plan, our tax strategy is already in place, and Mr. Smith passes away, we don't need to make any decisions for six months to a year. We've already got the contingency built in that the plan continues on autopilot. And so when there's a traumatic life event, if you've already, if you put things in place in advance, you don't have to do anything. The one thing that we don't want to get caught in is, oh no, this happened. Now I have to make a decision. Right. And unfortunately that does happen though. So if I'm going to play devil's advocate and hit the other side, yeah, to your point, if the plan's in place, things could be a lot easier when you go through that. And then you're able to just focus on the emotional side. Mm -hmm. Had you not done the planning, well, now you're dealing with both. And that's where people kind of get into a bit of a pickle. And sometimes, especially if you go with the death of a spouse, sometimes it's things that you're not even remotely thinking about. Like the fact that when you go to file taxes, you'll be in a different tax bracket. Right. You know, you were doing joint. Now it's single. Right. So there's all these different things that you got to think about. So to Sean's point, having a plan ahead of time is certainly going to help. If not, do you need to take the time, Sean, to think about things and talk with several people before making action if you don't have a plan in place? I would take it slow. And in times where there has been a traumatic event, you know, there's and I equate, and we'll talk about worst, I don't want to say worst case traumatic event, but passing of a spouse. Sure, right. And if you haven't built a strategy, there's a lot of factors that come into play. So at that point, if you haven't built a strategy and you need to build a strategy, you need to have more players involved. Not just an advisor, but I would recommend having kids involved. Okay, um, all right. You know, make them part of the planning process because chances are things are a little bit foggy for decision making. You want to have a group of people around that have you in their corner. Kind of check your thought processes in case you're right. not firing all cylinders. Okay, well, that's good. That's good advice. All right. Well, I think that's a pretty good topic here this week on the podcast. You know, if you find yourself stuck on financial decisions in one of these categories we went over, all of it kind of comes back to, I like the little baseball analogy, what's the first thing you need to do when the ball's been hit and you're playing in the outfield? Just field the ball. Take it one step at a time and move your way through there. Don't start thinking about which base you got to throw to and so on and so forth just yet. Just make sure you get the ball first and that's a great way of looking at it so if you're stuck on financial decisions you need a little bit of help reach out to sean and the team at elevated retirement group by calling 855-50-RETIRE that's 855-50-RETIRE and as always make sure you subscribe to the podcast go to the website share with friends and family give us a like a review all that good kind of stuff retirementelevatedpodcast.com that's retirementelevatedpodcast.com sean buddy thanks for your time and continued good luck to uh, whoop it on the third graders (laughs) thanks man have a good week I guess if somebody caught that later on they might not realize what I meant his his son's team (laughs) yeah right exactly hey y'all have a great time and we'll see you next time here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee of Elevated Retirement Group bye bye Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor